0: This is Kenya, and welcome to my Magical Cottage Core Life. Today we're going to continue our berry series, our wish book of things we'd like to put in our gardens next year, and I'm going to cover a mischievous plant today, very mischievous. The reason I'm calling it that is because it is known as a blight uh, in some places, that's one of its nicknames. But it's a very good starvation food, um, If you're, it's a famine food, if you need to make sure you have enough food in an area that traditionally doesn't have enough food, then definitely you'd want to plant this because it is extremely aggressive in reseeding. You will have this plant for several years if you plant it uh, outside and not just indoors. Because of the nature of this plant, I'm not going to give you a mint today, because you can plant this this plant inside. You don't have to have a mint today. You can plant this indoors, so this plant works double duty. Now, you've noticed by, by now I haven't said this berry, this bramble, so you're probably wondering, what are we doing? Well, today we're going to talk about, but first... Take out your big book of stuff, turn to the gardening section, and see if you have a tab for the unusual, and maybe write caution, because again, this plant is very aggressive. Today, we're going to talk about strawberry spinach. Let's get started. Strawberry spinach is actually not sweet. It's not going to be sweet like a berry like a a raspberry or a strawberry at all. It does not it does not taste like strawberry. It's a misnomer. It's something people used but it's not quite right to describe the phenomenon of how the seeds clusters look to them when they're trying to explain something that you don't see anywhere else because this particular plant uh, you want it to bolt if you're trying to get the little berry clusters that are what makes strawberry spinach known as strawberry spinach and usually that's not what you want as a gardener Uh, making you know your your plan for your garden most people do not plan to allow their spinach or leafy greens to bolt because they don't want that. They want to be able to cut and come again and be able to enjoy those leafy greens in salads or in soups or stir fries or sautés or even to dehydrate and powder for a good long time without the plant bolting. Because once the plant bolts, that's usually, that's it. That's the end because the flavor will turn because now it's making seeds and the plant is trying to pass on its genetic signature to the next generation so what happens I mean how do you describe the strawberry spinach what what is it that makes it different how will you know if you have it well first off let's talk about the leaves now most of us have seen various kinds of spinach and you know what generally grocery store spinach will taste like this is not how this is going to taste i'm just i'm gonna let you know now it's going to be different and that's okay everything is different everything was created to be itself so in this case take your expectations and kind of put them to the side second thing when growing this, especially if you grow other greens, you're going to have to have an exercise in patience. The reason for this is because it's not gonna come up when the other leafy greens and cold-weather greens begin to come up, it's, it's not going to. It's got a delayed germination, so you might think that you're not gonna have a crop of strawberry spinach Because everything else is moving and grooving, and you're sitting there, and it's not moving or grooving at all. But that's okay. Just just trust the process. It's going on. It's happening. It's just happening underneath the soil and inside the seeds for a while. Now, once this plant gets going, it will really get going. <laughs> um, it's going to, to spread out. It's not going to be a straight up and down affair. It's going to be kind of spread out. It's going to have very distinct leaves. Very distinct. As a matter of fact, you almost could say that they're pointy. And no, they're not like straight like a, a needle or anything like that, They're not like a, a yarrow, leafy or lacy or anything. No, no. These are kind of like, they're almost like a little bit of an arrow. Um, they have a tooth to them. So, you know, it's, it's a different kind of plant. And once it gets going, you have a good period of time to start cutting it and adding it to your food, your regular meals, your salads, your soups, whatever it is you want to use it for before it begins to actually throw off those shoots and it has a taproot and you can actually eat the taproot too and that's something that I don't think people talk enough about is that you can actually eat the taproot it's almost like a, a parsnip a parsnip to know is that strawberry spinach is not really a spinach yeah I know nothing about this is what it seems right is the plant of mystery but it's also known as strawberry blight we'll get into why it's called that in a little bit but another uh, nickname it has is strawberry goosefoot because to some people the leaves look a little bit like goosefoot or a lamb's quarter but it is not and they do not look the same they are similar but they do not look the same don't let people tell you that they are Uh, there's other nicknames for it like uh, beet berry or uh, even something called strawberry stick but no this is this is a completely different plant it's actually closer in relation to beets and amaranth than it is to um, to spinach so that is definitely something new to learn and to pass on um this is this is getting more and more fun as we go right and it goes with several kinds of meat as well as seafood specifically shellfish so it's got a good versatility and i've heard that it even goes well with walnuts so there's there's like a nice array of salads there that present themselves just knowing this, you know. But let's talk about aggression. So now that you've got it going, uh, if you're growing it, you're going to let it bolt. And when it bolts, it's going to shoot up this little spindly stalk. And when that happens, once that happens, it's going to make all of these little berry-like flowers. They're, pretty, they're going to be really, really, really pretty. And they're tart. But after you let the flower come and go, you'll get these berries. And in actuality, these are the vehicle through which the plant spreads its seeds. And those berries, you know, birds love them. We know how birds are. Animals like them. People like them. And it's supposed to be closer to a mulberry. And that same array of taste, where sometimes it has no taste, sometimes it's a little bitter, sometimes a little sweet, that's what's going to happen with the strawberry spinach. So, it's kind of going to come down to what kind of soil you have. So, you know, you're going to have to experiment with what's going to find the right balance for you to give it a sweeter content, if that's what you like but it is not going to be sweet like a berry. Uh, Not at all. You need to know that so that you don't think this is something that's going to be sugary. It's really not. It's more so along the line of a neutral, almost. So now we get to aggressive seeding. People think oftentimes this plant is a perennial because it comes back over and over and over again. It is not a perennial. It is an annual. It uh, it actually is that aggressive of a cedar that you think That it comes back every year because it doesn't go anywhere and it makes thousands of babies it makes thousands of babies which is why it's known also as a famine plant because it's something you could grow and be able to eat uh, quickly and reproduce but it is also known as strawberry blight because it can crowd out other plants It will get everywhere. And if you don't know how bad it can get, I don't know if I told you the story of the tansy problem that we have at this house. So (laughs) it's worse than tansy. So it's basically, you took a giant pepper shaker full of seeds and just put it everywhere. If you grow it once, be careful, cover it, be very careful and cover it once it starts to bolt and the flowers get ready to start making berries. Once those berries start, cover it with some chiffon or netting to keep it from getting away from you or else you will have it everywhere. If you're growing it indoors, which you can, just give it some good sun, some partial sun or good sun. You are going to not have this problem. Maybe in your pot, but that's about it. Whatever you drop will seed. Whatever... The seeds are you pick up and you drop on that dirt, they will seed. It is just that prolific. It is just that prolific. And yes, you can use this ink, I mean use this dye from this plant as an ink. And it was used to dye baskets by several peoples who lived here before we did and who are still living here, but I can't really be certain that they're using it the same way because I didn't ask him.